Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. So Teresa and I have been welcoming a new puppy into our, uh, our home this week, so I have truly forgotten how much work they require uh, and patience. I have all these little needle holes in my fingers from those little sharp teeth, right? So uh, he's still a bit young for me to claim that he ate my homework. But suffice it to say, my attention has been, has been divided, so we'll, we'll see where this homily goes, okay? So, our first reading from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy which uh, Maria read for us so well. Uh, God promises in this reading to one day send his people another prophet, like Moses, and indeed even greater than Moses, because we know that ultimately this prophecy refers to Jesus, right? So that's why when the Pharisees, when they come to question John the Baptist, as we just heard in Advent, one of the questions they ask is, are you the prophet? Are you the prophet? That's a direct reference back to this passage in Deuteronomy. Well, this prophecy, it comes from a larger passage that's warning against the occult, right? The illegitimate, um, those illegitimate ways of accessing secret knowledge, secret power hidden truth. That's literally the meaning of occult. It means hidden or secret. So in this larger passage, God says, let there not be found among you anyone who practices divination or is a soothsayer or an augur. So in other words, a fortune teller, somebody who talks to spirits to obtain hidden knowledge. Maybe today we could think of like tarot cards or Ouija boards. Let there not be sorcerers, people who practice witchcraft or the casting of spells or curses. Let there not be necromancers, those who summon ghosts or spirits or demons even in order to compel them to do one's will. Now I know for a lot of us kind of living in our modern world that all might sound kind of woo-woo. So that's an official term by the way, woo-woo, just so you know. <laughs> Superstitious nonsense, right? But you know, <clears throat> the spiritual world, it is real. It is real, and there are many in our world who are rediscovering that. So, Wednesday, after work, I wandered over to Barnes & Noble just out of curiosity, and I was wandering through the aisles, and I came to the self-improvement section, and would you believe I found books there, many books, not a few, many books, promoting all of these practices I just listed for you, right? On top of that, some of you may know that psychedelic drugs psilocybin, for example, are making a huge comeback, not just for therapeutic reasons, which may have some legitimacy, maybe, um, but also, more concerningly, for recreational purposes, people who are looking for mystical, otherworldly kinds of experiences. Satanism used to be kind of a hidden thing, right? Secretive. Not anymore. It's actively promoted as transgressively cool right? A road to personal freedom and fulfillment. And you know, even as we just look around and look at the way that Judaism and Christianity are receding in our culture, we see systems like Wicca or Reiki or other pagan ritual systems that are moving into the gap. So it's like our world is repaganizing. Well, the problem with all of this, friends, and the reason that God forbids these practices is that they're traps. They're traps. They're deceptive traps. Over the years, I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten. I know Father Bill, Father Anthony have gotten them as well 
from folks who have been dabbling in the occult because it felt like it gave them power, control, knowledge, maybe even healing of some kind. It had become kind of the locus and the focus for purpose and meaning in their life. Until that day, until that day when they found the rug pulled out from underneath their feet and they realized that they had been dabbling with powers that were not benign, that did not have their best interest in mind and over which they had no control. And instead of power and knowledge and purpose, they were now dealing with fear, oppression, emotional and psychological assaults, bondage, despair. Not fun. Friends, God is the only true, wholesome, life-giving source of power, purpose, and meaning in our life. Because he's the one for whom we're made. It's him in whom we live and move and have our being. So for those desperate to find meaning and purpose, why not try God? Why not try God? We don't come into this world randomly. We're not products of chance in an indifferent universe. Each of us, each one of us, is deeply desired, personally known from all eternity. Father Ron Rollheiser likes to say that inside each of us, beyond what we can name, we have a dim memory of having once been touched and caressed by hands far gentler than our own. It's as if, he continues, before being born, each soul is kissed by God and then goes through life always in some dark way, remembering that kiss and measuring everything it experiences in relation to that original sweetness. I take it to be that's why all the love and the goodness and the tenderness that we do experience in our lives ultimately leaves us longing for more because we already know inside something deeper. And maybe also why at times we can feel so frustrated or angry or betrayed because it's at those times that our outside experience is so different from what we already hold so dear on the inside. So friends, we don't need to go searching in all these otherworldly places, or frankly, even in the more worldly places, for meaning and purpose and empowerment. God has a plan for each of us, a purpose he's held since for us since before the world began. And I don't think it's all that hidden or hard to figure out. He often puts it right under our noses. What's God putting in my life today? What's he placing on my heart? What path is he opening before me right now? Why did God send that person or that trial or even that delight to me just now? What's he saying to me through the scripture I just heard or through the church or through the people who love me or through the movements of my own heart? And how is he inviting me to respond? That's how you begin discerning your life's purpose, my friends by being faithful to the duty of the present moment, by taking care of the little things and letting God take care of the big things. That's where we find peace and purpose. And who knows, maybe even adventure. The great Russian novelist Fyodor Dostoevsky once wrote, the mystery of human life lies not just in staying alive, but in finding something to live for and finding something to live for. My question for all of us this morning, why not live for God?
for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.